This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good Thursday afternoon. It is a good Thursday afternoon, Andy. How are you today? I'm great. It's funny that we, uh, we, we maintain a positive attitude at the beginning of the show, no matter what the news might be that day, right? Listen, that's the only way to go about this with a positive state of mind, as all of our mega dealers have said. You know, you got you to lead. And part of our way of leading in the automotive industry and to the community is by maintaining a positive attitude. Okay, positive attitude aside, the bad news today, it appears that the PPP program, the money for the uh, payroll protection plan is out and the SBA is not accepting any new applications. It's a little unclear since this is all uh, very recent news, whether people who have their application in and processing, for example, with Bank of America or whatever bank you bank with, but didn't get your acceptance, whether you're going to get that money or not, or whether it means straight up, if the application isn't into the SBA, they're out. It sounds like they're tapped out. You know, you got to think about it. I think there's somewhere between 15 to 30 million small businesses across the U.S., 350 billion. We did the math. I mean, it's like 18,000 per small business if everyone got a piece. And so many companies' payrolls are just so, you know, they're so far into the six figures. Obviously, everyone knew this was going to happen. It was inevitable. Well, inevitable, but you, you hope that if you acted on it very quickly... I mean, for me personally, if I'm not taking a huge chunk of change out of it, I, I was thinking, okay, maybe they'll just process those. Um, maybe they're handing it out to the big companies, the the big dollar folks at the banks who have a priority in line. So I think here, that's probably here, here, what's happening. Here's what's crazy, Andy. Today is Thursday, April 16th. The program was launched on Friday, April 3rd? Friday, April 3rd. So here we go. In less than a two-week time span, $350 billion accounted for gone. And they were saying we were going to see checks as early as uh, April 8th. You know, it strikes me, it, like I, I was saying just a moment ago, I do think that the banks very likely placed their high-ticket clients above the the lower ticket price. I mean, if they've got somebody who's looking for fifteen grand or twenty grand out of this, um, they've got no reason to put them at the top. Andy, of the line. we saw it firsthand when you and I both we bank with Bank of America went on to the website initially, and the initial response was, "You need to have current lending relationships in order to." Move but I'm forward. talking about even if you've got the current relationship, if you've got a fifteen thousand dollar check coming to you versus somebody who's got a hundred fifty thousand or a three hundred thousand dollar check coming to you, the bank is likely to put you first in line because they want the guy, the the business with $300,000 in payroll, because obviously they're going to have more of a uh, of a bottom line the bank wants to bank with. So they want to keep that relationship. So the people who probably really need it, 15,000, 50,000, I mean, we all really Listen, need it. Everybody, everybody is in a time of need. It just doesn't matter the amount, who needs it more or less. Look, it's all confusing. Let's hope that, you know, Trump and, and the Congress and Senate could get together and put another bill together. I heard that there's another bill in play right now. It's just not passed. It's needed as quick as possible. This is not time to involve politics. This is time to get to the front line, get these bills signed so they could get it to the American people that work their ass off, okay, to pay taxes. We need to get these bills passed immediately. On top of that, this morning we saw, I don't want to be negative, but un, uh, over almost 6 million unemployment claims last week, bringing it to 22 million people on the unemployment line. I mean, those numbers are skyrocketing. We need to get these small businesses every dollar possible to keep everyone employed and to bring back all the furloughed workers as quickly as possible. More on this in just a moment after a word from our sponsor. 
This podcast is sponsored by DCG Capital. DCG Capital's lender relationships can provide new car dealers with working capital loans, floor plan financing, mortgage loans, and other reduced interest rate financing at historically low rates. Contact DCG Capital at DaveCantonGroup.com. Look, Andy, we've been speaking to every week some incredible State Dealer Association presidents. Uh, we've spoken to California. We've spoken to New York. We've spoken to New Jersey. We've spoken to Pennsylvania. Today, we have uh, an incredible candidate on our on our line today, uh, Peter Sanders. Uh, Pete is the State uh, State Dealer Association president for Illinois, uh, another great state in the automotive industry. Uh, accounts for a huge amount of auto sales in the country. And I know that Pete is on the front line battling for its dealers, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say that's going on in the state right now. How are they dealing with it with this with this COVID-19 yeah, uh, after impact? after a week of not hearing from a, uh, a state association president? I want to hear kind of as uh, folks are getting into the long term here. What's he hearing? Are there more movements with uh, the governor in, in Illinois to ease restrictions or or are they just along for the ride at this point? Um, some very, uh, I, I want I want kind of recent news on this. So without further hesitation, should we get him on? Let's bring Pete on. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, with us today, we have Pete Sander, the Illinois State Dealer Association president. Pete, thank you so much for taking the time to come on to the show today. How are you? Well, hi, Dave. We're doing well under the circumstances, and I appreciate the opportunity to visit with you this afternoon. It's good to hear your voice, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know how hard you have been working on the front line for all the Illinois dealers. Uh, They sincerely appreciate your hard work and dedication. Tell us, Pete, you know, we've spoken to, you know, uh, uh, other dealer state association presidents all around the country. What's going on in Illinois uh, with your dealers? Well, Dave, it's probably pretty similar to the rest of the country. Um, we we came under a stay-at-home order, which became effective on March 21st, and that was almost a month ago. And the uh, stay-at-home order was extended recently to April 30th. So basically, uh, during that, when it was first going to be put into effect, we worked with the governor's office and their staff to uh, try and make sure the dealerships were considered to be an essential business, which is obviously very important to try and move forward. So in Illinois, currently the uh, service departments are open for business and the sales departments, while they're considered closed, they can uh, do sales over the internet or by appointment only. Obviously they have to do the, they have to practice the safe uh, distancing and um, utilizing, you know, the recommended cleaning protocols and have fewer staff in the showroom, things like that. But the good news is they are able to, to sell cars when there is customers available. You know, Pete, that's great news that your dealers have had at least some ability to remain open uh, in at least through kind of creative ways um, to be able to sell vehicles and obviously keep the, the service departments open. What's the greatest concern that you're hearing from dealers right now, especially now that we're a couple of weeks into this? You know, this is this is almost uh, routine at this point. What are you hearing the current concerns are? Well, I think the current concerns would be just the significantly reduced floor traffic that we're experiencing. So that's obviously going to result in declining sales. And, and we're starting to see the service department starting to slow down a little bit too as well. So I think there's just still so much uncertainty in the marketplace. You know, when this, when this, when the stay at home order start first started coming out and, and there was so much concern whether dealerships would be considered essential, 
then the next step is, you know, what can you do to keep your employees and your customers safe in the in, in the dealership and the work environment? And then you had also employment issues with both federal and state, you know, concerns regarding the medical leave act, state medical leave acts, just dealership staffing and unemployment issues. And then you throw on top of that the SBA protection, the Paycheck Protection Program, and who was eligible for that, and there was just ever-changing requirements. And then, then the real big question for dealers is: is the, the issue should they remain open or closed during this uh, during this period of time, depending on what really is best in, for them and their employees in the marketplace? For those that are just tuning in, we have Peter Sander, President Illinois Automobile Dealer Association, with us this afternoon. You know, Pete, you're bringing up the SBA PPP program. Obviously, we heard this morning that they're no longer accepting any more applications. The $350 billion has now been accounted for. Obviously, you know, we hope as many dealers that, that were in need of those funds got their applications in as quickly as possible. It's been less than two weeks since the uh, application process has begun. Um, you know, what's your projections on the future? What do you project, uh, uh, excuse me, what do you project post COVID-19? Well, we're hopeful that, um, you know, that first of all, that Congress enacts some additional um, money for the small business community, because I think that it's still needed out there. In Illinois, we had over 44,000 uh, small businesses that applied and, and have been approved. I, I can't say they've all been approved, but it represented about $12.5 billion. So, you know, that, that needs to be done. Congress needs to continue to act in that area. Uh, you know, as far as the future, boy, that's a great question. And I wish we all had that crystal ball to make those predictions. But uh, I, I do think just personally, I think this is going to take a little bit longer to rebound from just because of there's so many unemployment issues out there. And uh, then what type of openings are the, gov are the various governments, state governments going to approve going forward? So, I think it's, you know, I think we're all hopeful that we're going to see stronger than anticipated sales. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, lease vehicles that are coming off of lease this year. So those vehicles are going to need to be replaced for the most part. And, uh, you know, used car sales and service should remain fairly strong once things start to open up a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're already starting to see some manufacturing incentives and uh, financing options for uh, new vehicles. So, you know, we're hopeful it, it starts to turn around, but I, I just think it may take just a little bit longer than what we anticipate. You know, Pete, I, I lived in Illinois for a number of years in the Chicagoland area. One of the questions I had is how the state is dealing with the crisis and the automotive dealers are dealing with the crisis, given the wide variety of what Illinois has to offer. You got obviously the Chicagoland area, which everybody knows about. You've got the St. Louis area, you've got Springfield, and then you get into the South and the Southern portion of the state. You've got just an unbelievable amount of farmland in there. What's the variation from corner to corner of the state in how dealers are dealing with it, how coronavirus is impacting you all? And is that a frustration that you're uh, butting heads with? Well, it certainly is a frustration because obviously the Chicago area has been hit very hard with this, and, and you've got just so many people in a, in, a, in a you know close proximity. But when you get further downstate, um, you know you got a lot of communities that um, you know we've only had 40, I think, uh, cases in our in Sangamon County, which is a county of about 100 and uh, probably 70,000 people. So it's not it's not very it's not real large, but it's a good size. And then you get into Southern Illinois, and uh, we've got 10 or 12 counties there that haven't even had a reported case. Now that doesn't mean it isn't there. But it's certainly something to look at. So we have dealers that are really trying to push, how can we get, open this up 
as soon as possible. And then we have, of course, others that are concerned that maybe it's still too early, depending on, on where they're located. Yeah, Pete, look, obviously the safety of every customer and employee is the greatest concern for every dealer uh, and everyone, obviously, in the administration. You know, there's so much that we could sit here and talk about. Obviously, you know, it's it's so important for us all to focus on what's best uh, for the safety of everyone and also the economy. You know, I I keep hearing, you know, speaking of, you know, from dealer to dealer across the nation, you know, that, that this too shall pass, right? The automotive industry is one of the greatest industries in the world. They're all confident. A lot of these, you know, mid-size to large-size automotive groups have been through the 91 recession, been through the 01911, 01 0809 recession, which was the most recent dealings with 11 years ago. And then look at the last seven or 10 years. I mean, the last seven or 10 years have been absolutely incredible for the automotive industry. And, you know, look, the, the, what we hear, the separation from the automotive industry to any other industry is, you know, people are going to need cars. To your point, le- uh, there's about a million leases that come due monthly across the nation. Those are going to be replaced. And then mass transit. I mean, I believe, and after speaking to many people and analysts, they say that mass transit obviously will slow down. More people are going to be, you know, I, I, I think a little bit more skeptical about getting on a bus or a train or even an Uber uh, ride share. And they're going to go buy a car, people that never owned a car before. So, you know, we do believe there's going to be a major surge in sales. And, you know, we're even hearing from some dealers that, you know, by the end of the fourth quarter, we can make up a majority of this loss. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think, I think there's certainly an opportunity for that. You know, when you look at the different things that are coming due and, and uh, there's no question, you know, with mass transit, you know, they're encouraging people, you know, to stay at home and, and uh, there's no better way to get around. I mean, you still have to go to the grocery store. You have to make doctor's appointments, um, you know, various people that, you know, essential workers have to get to and from work. And in a lot of the communities, they don't have a good mass transit system. So there's no question, you know, cars are essential. They're going to need to be repaired and replaced. And uh, we just hope it comes quicker than, you know, as soon as possible. And, and look, I've got a brother living in Chicago, and uh, he's a public transportation sort of guy, has relied on that for years at this point. And he was telling me the other day he's thinking about getting a car. I mean, that's that's exactly the sort of thing that uh, that people have been projecting. And without him listening to uh, Dealer News today, he, he told me that. And I said, hey, that's what we've been talking about. So um, it, it's kind of funny, and, and that's just a, a one-off example of it. What encouragement can you give us, or what can you tell dealers? Maybe it's, it's something you unique you've seen another dealer doing what can you tell us um, that maybe instills some some enthusiasm or encouragement to dealers out there who are really feeling the pain right now yeah i think um you know i, I think you know the encouragement is that you know a lot of the dealerships have been through this uh the last as you said in the last seven to ten years we've been on really a, pr- a great role with the auto industry and we hope dealers are just as well capitalized as possible and uh, they're going to be able to survive this thing. But uh, I think they just, you know, they know that their their state and their national and their metro associations are doing everything possible to help them, as is, you know, the chambers and things like that, and the government as well. So everybody's working together. I mean, we're in the greatest country in the world, and there's no question we're going to find vaccines and better testing and things like that. It's, it's going to come fast and furious. And obviously, we need to get there as quickly as possible because, you know, we need to open not only our state up, but our country up and uh, make things moving in the right direction again. 
We completely agree. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Sander, president, Illinois Automobile Dealer Association. Pete, we cannot thank you enough for taking time coming on the show. We hope you have an incredible day. Stay healthy and stay safe. Well, Dave and Andy, you guys as well, and thank you for the opportunity. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Pete. Take care. Take care. Bye. What a great interview with another dealer association president giving us perspective. You know, I, I found it interesting um, just as, uh, like I said, formerly living in the Illinois area, knowing how different that state is. And that's not different much from New York as well. You've got your obviously New York City area and then you've got upstate um, and it's uh, totally different from one place to the next. Um, it must be frustrating for dealers that have to deal. You know, if you're in the southern tip of Illinois, uh, right next to Kentucky, for example, if, if you're in an area that's basically unaffected, but yet you're being restricted in the same way that people in the Chicago land are rightfully being restricted to a large degree. Um, that's got to be a little bit frustrating for dealers. Yeah, look, here's the good thing about speaking with Pete Sander. We're hearing a consistent message now between all the states of all the different state dealer association presidents that we're speaking to. You know, all the dealers are pretty much operating the same way. Some, some have closed completely service and sales, but a majority are operating their service departments, doing sales the best they can online, you know, maintaining safety first. Okay. But you know, here's what we're hearing. We're hearing the same message from every state dealer association Except president. Pennsylvania. We, uh, they still seem but like the state struggling. dealer association president, John Devlin was on his game. He was aggressive. Oh, you know, I mean, he these wants guys to work for his dealers, you know, it's so good to have people on the front line for all the dealers out there. You know, we spoke to Joe Sarah yesterday, big player in the Illinois market, right? Mega dealer, multiple stores, locations, franchises, and you heard it from him. You know, the good news is everyone we're speaking to, Andy, has a level of positivity. They're all trying their hardest to maintain a positive state of mind because as a nation, as an automobile community, we will find a way to get through this. We're going to cross the bridge together. We're going to come out strong. And we're going to look back and say, remember when. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.